Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the fighter. This is part of our class overview series covering all the classes available to players. And right now we're on the core classes. And today we have an adjunct professor, Paizo Publishing's own Crystal Frazier. Crystal, welcome. Hello, good morning, children. Now you've worked on Pathfinder, Starfinder, and Mutants and Masterminds. And many, many other games that I can't remember right now. But yes, those are the big three. Too many to list. What drew you to the fighter? You know, I'm just kind of a straightforward person. A lot of what I really love about the game is, you know, like character dialogue and mm -hmm. interaction and plot and pathos and all that fun stuff. So the, the fighter is kind of a fun blank template where you can just rush into every fight just as earnest as you want and you'll probably survive and you don't have to track your spells for the day or worry about how exactly you position with an enemy. You just sort of point and forget. Well, the fighter is definitely a great class if you want to do a campaign without having to use skills. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, just like in Shadowrun, everything defaults to the sword. Is the door locked? I'll bash it open with a sword. Exactly. Is our captive not talking? Well, I don't need intimidate. I have a sword. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on your level. I don't know if I've ever actually said this on the podcast, but the fighter has been my favorite class until the kineticist came out. So now it's my second favorite class. I love the fighter very much, as much as, as Christian dumps on it from time to time. I don't dump on oh. it. I really like the fighter. Christian, the we need an adversary. We need a villain, you understand? We need to be we need I'm to be, twirling we need my to mustache. the kids, okay? All right? The fighter doesn't have enough mechanics to suit my incredible <laughs> intellect. <laughs> Christian, what an, what an honest and genuine opinion I just heard from you. <laughs> Although I do agree, the sword is the original Swiss Army knife. It solves every problem. <laughs> so from the book, the description of the fighter... Some take up arms for glory, wealth, or revenge. Others do battle to prove themselves, to protect others, or because they know nothing else. Still, others learn the way of weapon craft to hone their bodies in battle and prove their mettle in the forge of war. We have been over one other full BAB class from the core rulebook, and that was the Barbarian. The fighter is the next in line. The fighter is a more of a bare-bones kind of martial class. It is guy with a sword, period. <laughs> it's it's the most flexible martial class. Most definitely. What we'll be seeing is that the fighter gets to carve its own way through the mechanics in that it doesn't get a lot of unique mechanics in and of itself, but what it gets is a lot of bonus feats. And through these bonus feats, you can pick and choose and kind of make your own class. If I was to zoom out and, and pretend that I knew nothing about this class, looking at it comparing to the Barbarian, I'd have to say what we got to give it something to make it better, what's different? The Barbarian's already doing so much damage. He's already hitting things really hard with a stick. How, how is the fighter going to be any different? And so we're going to see it's going to be some of that flexibility, some of the more expertise with armor and weapons specifically. Yeah, not to mention the fighters are the original retrain specialists. Once you hit fourth level with a fighter, you can trade out any of the bonus feats you've gotten previously from the class. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm hoping for, like, from this high up perspective the fighter sounds like they're more trained than the barbarian the barbarian's a savage whereas the fighter is someone who's more honed in the craft of weaponry so i want to see more things that like that side of the fighter yep and it's inter interesting that you bring that up crystal because my first time i ever had to retrain feats and things was with a fighter and it was not too long ago maybe a month or two ago with a fighter and <laughs> to have the fact that i actually had something built in that just took a third of the time away because for to retrain my three things was amazing. I never knew how good it was till I finally had to use it. <laughs> well, until you found a chainsaw sword. Well, I, listen, I had weapon focus on greatsword. Now I have a chainsaw sword. I'm not going to throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I don't want this chainsaw. You don't get a chainsaw sword and not use the chainsaw sword, Christian. <laughs> So why don't we jump into it? Another class where there's no alignment restriction. The fighter has a D10 hit die. A little less than the Barbarian, but still a good amount. Two plus their int skill points per level, which was why I made the comment earlier about them being good in a low skill campaign. This <laughs> feels soul crushing. I, I don't even like, oh, I'll put points in my knowledges at least. No, every other person in my party was better at the knowledges. I had a class skill. It's very low. It feels bad. 
it's probably my only major problem with the class, that even the Barbarian gets more skill points than the Fighter. The Fighter just, they bottom out the, the skill point tree. That, and Fighters don't get Perception as a class skill. Like, the class <laughs> that you think would stand watch and be guards mm -hmm. aren't very good at spotting things. Yeah, the list of class skills is rather small. We can name them because there's so few. It's Climb, Craft, Handle Animal, Intimidate, Knowledge Dungeoneering and Engineering, Ride, Survival, and Swim. Don't forget Profession. I, I kind of omitted that one. Yes, I do get Profession. <laughs> profession is the skill that's really only useful if you have a very generous GM. Yes, definitely. It's I kind of want to put it into Profession Soldier or Profession Mercenary and see how I can yeah. use that in the game as a fighter. But I only get two skill points per level, so yeah. I hope you're using the background skill system when you play a fighter. I, I would highly recommend the background skill system with fighters especially. <laughs> In the campaign I was talking about with the lady with the chainsaw sword, I did have points of profession. We did use the background skill system. And even so, we didn't really get to use it too much. It's a profession soldier. And to bring it around to every, every person I talk today, I just want to repeat what you guys say. It makes me feel a part of the team. Uh, but <laughs> recently, I was listening to the series you're GMing for. Maybe it's called Adventurous over at No oh, Direction. Yes. And I specifically was hearing you reward people for putting points in profession. Somebody had a point in profession, I think, librarian or something. You're like, you know what? Automatically succeed at the skill. I thought that was an interesting little take. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love to reward people who make characterful choices. Mm -hmm. If you're having trouble with the skill points, don't worry. The solution's in core. Just play a human. Problem <laughs> solved. I feel like it wouldn't be that bad of a house rule to just give them four plus or maybe even three plus their int. There's a bunch of archetypes that'll give you additional skill points. And yeah, if it's your favorite favorite class, which if you're playing a fighter, it should be, then you get the extra skill points every level. It could be worse. They have full BAB progression. Good. good. <laughs> <laughs> they have a good fortitude save, but a bad reflex and bad will save. Oof. One good save hurts. It really does. The bravery class ability kind of helps compensate for the will save, but only against fear. So you're mm. still just as likely to be mind controlled as the barbarian and turn against your party. And for the people you don't want turning against your party, it might be the guy with the sword right next to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably the highest AC in the party, unless you've also got a paladin. That's when you just, you also mind control your own fighter to get him back on your side. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a weak will. Why not just keep doing it? I'll magic jar the fool. No, then you mind control the enemy fighter. <laughs> They are proficient with all simple martial weapons and with all armor, that means light, medium, and heavy, and with shields, and they're one of the few classes where they include tower shields. Tower shields are cool. They're just like, hey, I get concealment this side. Let's have fun. Yeah. I mean, it's great if you're going up against a dragon. You get to do that perfect iconic picture, the shield up, the fire going around your shield. Now, typically between the saves and the proficiencies, we talk about scaling or spellcasting. The fighter does not explicitly scale with any stat. Which will make more sense when we get into their class abilities, but you're a melee character. You know what you want. You want strength. You want dex. Right. You want con. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And we, and we shouldn't even say necessarily um, melee. You can choose the range. The idea is that you, you'll know. If you want to be a ranged character, you're bumping up dex. If you want to be a in the, you know melee character, you're bumping up strength. <laughs> or unless you're a, what, what do you call it? Uh, weapon finesse. The point is, you'll figure it out. You got it. All right? <laughs> Put in some con. You'll be fine. So let's get into their class abilities. At level one, you get your first class ability, bonus feet. Yeah, two feats at level one is nice. So you get your feet for being level one, you get your feet for being a fighter, and because you're a human, you have another feat. So that's three feats at level one. <laughs> Humans are definitely a popular choice for that extra skill point for the bonus feat, especially at low levels, for it to be the fighter. It's a great way to start climbing up any of the feet trees that you want. And I'm not sure if you said it, Christian, but it's got to be a, a combat feat. Yeah, you can't pick your Iron Wills or your, I don't know, non-combat feats. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is telling what kind of character. Skill focus. <laughs> there we go, skill focus. No, I was going to say improved initiative because that's the other other feat I know. <laughs> but it is a combat feat. It's toughness. Uh, meta magic. You can't pick meta magic. <laughs> I can. Don't, don't you dare stop me. <laughs> But what else is cool about this bonus feat is that you have the option of retraining. So you're going to get a bonus feat every other level after this. So you get a bonus feat at level one, you get a bonus feat at level two, and then every other level after that. Once you hit level four and every four levels thereafter, you could take one of the feats that you've learned from this ability and turn it into another feat 
granted it's not being used as a prerequisite or something like that. Mm-hmm. This is where you get your, you know, build a beast. It's your build a bear mm-hmm. of classes. You're going to defeat every <laughs> level, so you get to have all the choices to go down the route of I'm really good at sniping. I'm really good at X, Y, or Z, disarming, tripping, melee weapon, two handed, double weapon fighting. All of this here. This is where you get to choose that and pick your guide. Early on in the first edition life cycle, I played a fighter up to 14th or 15th level, and by then I had maxed out the original feat tree that I, you know, built the character around, and I ended up becoming a super skilled specialist archer on top of being a two weapon fighter. Nice. <laughs> it's at that point where you're like starting to pick race feats and other things just to be flavorful. <laughs> <laughs> what can I pad this out with? <laughs> The fighter gets a lot of feats, which makes a lot of the more niche skill builds possible. Like mm-hmm. in the Ultimate Wilderness, they introduced that spring attack chain where there's now improved and greater spring attack. So you can run around yeah. the battlefield smacking multiple people, but you also need nimble steps and acrobatic steps. You could do that with a fighter. Other classes mm-hmm. are going to have trouble. Oh, yeah. You could do that with a fighter by like level 10. Oh, yeah. Combat patrol set up a area of giant attacks of opportunity with an attack of opportunity focus build probably gonna want to be a fighter for something like that something really obscure you want to be a gnome with a battle ladder focus do it <laughs> this is the class for that i'm ready i i can't not see that weapon as being step the ladder up right next to somebody step up to the top of it and slap them <laughs> <laughs> i'm fighting a giant climb to the top hold still sir <laughs> A lot of people have house rules for certain basic feat chains. I know a lot of people take things like Point Blank Shock and others and give those feats to their players for free. Uh, Fighters can do really well without those house rules. Rules is written because they have those extra feats to take. Ooh, maybe in exchange the fighter gets some bonus spells. (laughs) If only. I think there's an archetype for that, though. Yeah, it's called Magus. (laughs) Oh, oh. Low blow. That was uncalled for, sir. The other neat thing you do with these bonus feats is that you could take feats that are strong early in the game and swap them out later when they're not as useful. The mm-hmm. dodge feat or the shield focus feat, they give you plus one AC, which means a lot at level one and two. Oh, yeah. Later in the game, not as much. So you could swap out that dodge, get something like weapon specialization or greater weapon specialization so you can deal more damage. Improved shield bash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's move on to level two. Level two, we get bravery. You get a plus one bonus on your will save against fear effects and this increases by one every four levels this is what we were talking about earlier helping you out a little bit with your will saves how often would you say you come across fear effects is there a lot of fear effects in pathfinder uh there tend to be like a lot of your big iconic monsters tend to have some kind of fear aura like a lot of powerful undead like vampires and liches uh all your dragons uh, a lot of demons and devils have some kind of fear effect usually, and that it's just a favorite spell for necromancers and evil cleric. It certainly is thematic. The fighter is not going to run away. He's not so scared as other people because he's up there in the mix of things. Eh, except he's still not as fearless as your cleric. No, no. Well, if you were divining with a god and fighting evil gods, I think <laughs> you'd be pretty brave too, Christian. <laughs> If literally a god looked at you and says, I know your name, here are powers, I'd be a little more confident when I move forward in a battle. You know, I wouldn't have trouble using a public restroom when there's other people in there. <laughs> no, there's no saves against that. Nothing can, can cure my crippling anxiety, my social anxiety, Christian. That's too far. <laughs> Two levels in fighter is all it takes, man. Come on. I'm not a podcast host because I get along well in the real world. <laughs> I'm the kind of person that refers to the outside as the real world. I think you know who I am. Mean space. <laughs> uh, but all in all, it's very, very simple. And often when I look at archetypes, this is one of the things I look to replace. Yep, pretty much everyone. I just wish it were better. I think you could double this and mm-hmm. it would still be like, okay. Yeah, I think doubling it would be the way to go. Or increase it to improving every other level instead of every four levels. I like how we're talking about the fighter like it's broken. <laughs> necessarily like this needs to be fixed and this is how i would do it (laughs) no we're just trying to describe how to make the class features more exciting exactly (laughs) besides we were all about the bonus feats oh yeah i I absolutely adore the bonus feats by the way i just looked up my 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 level eight character i have 22 feats 
<laughs> what? <laughs> How'd you do that? Uh, a, f- a few of those are like the bonus point blank shot from House Rules. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but it's just, it's just, I'm ready. And yes, confirmed. I did take two <laughs> racial feats. I had I had the room for it. Yeah, you'll have the room for Iron Will. Exactly. <laughs> so we've hit level two. Do we have like a fighter identity by now? Can we say like I am a fighter? This is what I do. And I guess the the bonus feat's probably enough to do that with mm-hmm. the proficiencies as well. Being already proficient with martial weapons and all armor and all shields. Yeah. By then you're well on your way to whatever fighter build you really want to be. Whether it's like two weapon fighter or like the guy with the great sword or an archer or for some reason you're the person who decided to use a whip. <laughs> For some reason, because whips are amazing, is the reason. It's like, I want to be a fighter, but I don't want to do any damage. (laughs) I just want to trip. (laughs) But there's spells like spider whip and stuff. (laughs) Yes, but you're a fighter. You can't cast them. I don't need your truth. All right. (laughs) Crystal, I didn't invite you on to disagree with me. That's for sure. You want to trip people, take a flail. Oh, that's true. I like flails. But I think it's our next level that completes our identity. Christian, what do we get next at level three? Level three, the fighter gets armor training. Yeah. (laughs) When wearing armor, the fighter reduces the armor check penalty by one and increases the maximum dexterity of that armor by one. So to bring the breastplate into focus. So the breastplate is giving you six AC. You have a maximum dexterity of three and an armor check penalty of four. Now at level three as a fighter, it has a maximum dexterity of four. So you could have 18 dexterity and still be benefiting from the armor. And it only has an armor check penalty of three. You're running, jumping, climbing trees all in your breastplate. I would if I had any points to put in acrobatics and climb. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how much a tower shield weighs? This is weird because now I can't go, thanks, Paizo, because I have somebody here representing Paizo. (laughs) Christian, wait, have we been saying hurtful things? Is that what's happening now that they're in front of me? (laughs) Is that how you feel, Caleb? We had Wes on, and in that case, he had left Paizo, so it still was okay. Yeah, plus Wes likes to say hurtful things. <laughs> so what I mean to say is this is well designed and uh, probably perfect. If I had, oh no, it was opinion. designed by Jason. It's broken. <laughs> oh, shots fired! Oh, I'm getting fired tomorrow. Oh, don't worry. No one's. <laughs> no one implies to listens to us. It's very sweet of you to imply otherwise, though. Thank you very much. The only time Paizo has ever looked at us, they said, hey, your logo is too similar to ours. Take it down now. And we said, yes, sir. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Technically, you probably got that notice from uh, Chris Lambert, so it would be yes, ma'am. Okay. (laughs) Pathfire Academy, the official shade-throwing podcast. (laughs) That's right. Jeez, I'm going to have to come on more. We're getting a little more with armor training. What else do we get with it, Christian? So every four levels beyond the second, these bonuses increase by one. So at level six, you're decreasing the armor check penalty by two, increasing the max dex by two. And then in addition to all this, at level three, a fighter can move at normal speed while wearing medium armor. Medium armor no longer slows them down. And at level seven, the fighter can move at normal speed while wearing heavy armor. Amazing. Yes. There's nothing like sprinting in plate mail. With those bonus feats, take the run feat. Take the fleet feat like five times. Be your own mount. It's something that you don't really realize because a lot of times if you're if you're not wearing you're like, I'm a wizard, so I don't really keep into account that I have a slow move speed. Then whenever you pick another non-fighter melee character, you're the paladin or something, you go, oh yeah, that's what heavy armor does to you. Oh, I'll get to you in two rounds. You wait right there. I'm a coming. And forget about it. If you're a small race or a dwarf, 15 foot move speed, get out of here. Not doing it. I already couldn't take the halfling in the full plate seriously. Aww. <laughs> now I mean, that I can dwarf... outrun him at a brisk pace. <laughs> the dwarf never slows down, though. They've, they've only got the 20 foot move speed, but they are 20 feet for life. I faux pod. Dang it. <laughs> In front of my idol, too. Jeez. <laughs> you sh- you should have known, Christian, we did an episode on them. <laughs> And you said you didn't like the class episodes. I didn't, need, I didn't know you meant you just raced them from your memory after we did them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that was level three. Plus, I think your real problem here is thinking of me as an idol instead of, you know, a screw up who happens to work at a company you like. <laughs> Crystal, you wrote The Harrowing, which is a masterpiece, okay? <laughs> no, I accidentally wrote it. I accidentally dropped my laptop down the stairs and then there it was. <laughs> You know, I didn't want to say it, but I'm glad you said that now. I would like to take the next 30 minutes to sort of critique your work, if you wouldn't mind. 
<laughs> I'm guessing that was uh, two flights of steps. <laughs> I, it was about 20,000 words worth of steps. <laughs> so mm, we are now jumping to level five where we get our new feature, and that is weapon training. You pick a group of weapons out of a certain list they'll give you. You get plus one bonus on attack and damage rolls for all weapons in that group. And this will increase by one every four levels. And then you get to pick a new weapon group. So weapon groups are like bows. You get a plus one to attack and damage roll with all bow type weapons. Close weapons, which are like your cestus and other punchy things. Brass knuckles. Daggers. That would be a weapon group. Daggers. Oh, wait. Crap. That's That doesn't include daggers. I'm full of crap. Is that light blades? Yep. Daggers, light blades. Punching dagger is in close. There we go. You were still right, technically. The word dagger's in there. <laughs> Pirate has a weapon group, which includes, like, the knife boot and a hook hand <laughs> and the scimitar. Or, excuse me, the cutlass. But this is pretty iconic for the fighter. Basically, at all points, the fighter is going to be better than everyone else with weapons. And with armor. No one else could really mitigate the move speed penalty of armor. No one else can wear full plate and benefit fully from their dexterity like the fighter can. These are probably their most iconic abilities outside of the feats. Well, really their only abilities. What am I saying? Fighter is really the only way you can wear adamantine full plate and still be effective. <laughs> um, there are some magic items that increase this and increases it by plus four. And that is amazing to to jump this up for as if you're four levels higher just it really makes you just hit hard with those weapons i think it's the gloves of dueling uh, i think you're actually right yeah there's a couple items like that for the fighter i know there's the sash of the war champion which treats your bravery as if you are four levels higher that one's also really nice there's something similar for armor training so you can actually move super fast and heavy armor real early in the game if you get a hold of that so that was level five we're not getting a new class ability until level 19. So in between, you're increasing your weapon training, you're getting more bonus feats every other level, you're getting more brave. And then at level 19, you get armor mastery. When wearing an armor or using a shield, you gain DR5 that is overcome by nothing. Now this is really cool, except you brought this up already, Crystal. Adamantine was already a thing. Yeah, but adamantine armor caps out at DR3. Okay, okay, so this is a little better, but then what do you make your armor out of? Uh, mithril. You're right. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I mean, there's extra special materials in ultimate equipment. If you really want to get, like, just over-the-top specific with your build. But, yeah, mithril. Mithril full plate. Oh, you can make your armor out of gold, can't you? You can. Yes. It makes it worthless, ironically. <laughs> it, it is more malleable than other metals. It has a lower melting <laughs> it's point. It's gold-plated so that you don't actually do that. No. Paizo has you covered. I want it to be real gold. I don't care what detriment it has. I will say DR5 at level 19 feels a little bit like, I don't think the Tarask didn't kill me because I had DR5. Uh, that's fair, but it's against every single attack. True. And overcome by nothing is awesome. Yeah, it's not like DR20 magic. So everybody <laughs> you encounter is going to overcome it. Here, let's just look up a monster. I know demons usually have it. Let's look at a high level monster. So at level, let's see, you got a CR15 demon here. It's got DR10 cold iron good. I just feel like we're a little behind. I mean, it's free, Caleb. You already got all your bonus feats. Don't <laughs> don't get greedy now. <laughs> I mean, keep in mind the barbarian's DR caps out at five, too. How much do you want, Caleb? You <laughs> Plus, it doesn't say that you have to be in heavy armor. You can be in light armor. You can be completely naked except for a buckler and a get buckler. DR5. <laughs> a very well-placed, specifically placed, placed buckler. buckler. <laughs> Blocking a very certain point. It's honestly where I'd want most of the DR if I had to pick. <laughs> then level 20, our capstone, what makes us the best fighter that ever fighted it did. And that is weapon mastery. You choose one weapon and any critical threat automatically confirms and you increase the damage multiplier by one. You can never be disarmed while wielding this weapon. Which I got to say, weird. automatically confirming criticals is amazing. Yeah. And increasing the multiplier. Absolutely insane. Now every weapon is a Falcata. Let me grab my <laughs> scythe. Okay. Times five. Now every scythe is a Vorpal scythe. <laughs> And we got we got to bring this up for bows as well. Bows are times three multiplier from far away. Now times four multiplier from far away. Now they're firearms. This is busted. 
And at, and at level 20, you're you're probably, if you're building relatively well, doing a ludicrous amount of damage at times five means you've erased a monster from the combat. <laughs> so, so the capstone in my mind is turn every sword into a falcata, turn every ranged weapon into a gun, and I love it. <laughs> you're saying falcata, Christian, what falcata? Uh, it's just the only extended crit range times three weapon. So it crits on a 19 uh. to 20, does times three damage. You get improved critical, crits on a 17 to 20, times four damage if you're a fighter. Insane. I can't imagine what a Falcata looks like. It's like a chopping sword. Yeah, it's like a giant scimitar, like a two-handed scimitar. Huh. If you watch the Disney's take on Aladdin, the sword they're about to behead him with is a Falcata. A, a deep cut, one I appreciate and know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> The way that that wood gets cut and it just like falls up, like just splits in half. I don't know why my little Caleb mind always focused on that moment. Like it's like butter. But the oh, way to no, run. no, I got that confused. I was thinking of a falchion. Falcata is like a giant kukri, like a big two-handed kukri. But if you really want to abuse weapon mastery, if you get any of the eighteen to twenty crit range weapons, like a scimitar, and either put keen on it or take the improved critical feat, you are critting on a 15 to 20, you straight up have a 25% crit chance. Elven curve blade, there we go. And you're going to automatically confirm it, no matter what. Yep, and at level 20, two weapon fighting with this gets even more crazy. If you got two kukris, one in each hand, both of them critting on a 15 to 20. (laughs) Oh, that's just rude. Get the haste ability on you, you're attacking like eight to ten times per turn. Yeah, nothing's really going to survive a full round action. (laughs) My high-level fighter was was a kukri specialist, and she had, what, boots of speed, and God, went toe-to-toe with some kind of high-level angel and just carved through it in one round. (sighs) The fighter is the master of the full-round action. If you like five-foot-step full-round action, which I love five-foot-step full-round action, let me tell you, the fighter is the de facto class. Oh, God, yes. To me, some of my favorite parts about the fighter, the, the features, I should say, is the armor training and the weapon training. These are the two things that make me feel like distinct from the barbarian. It gives you more flexibility and it gives you more specialization all at the same time. And, you know, we've all looked through the books and been like, wow, that's a really neat feat. That's a really flavorful feat, but I can't really fit it into my build. That'll never happen again with the fighter. You want to be the Venera and hang off a of trees with the back of your tail? Do it. That fits right in. There's a few more things that the fighter gets specifically that we didn't mention. There are specific feats that really only the fighter can take because it has fighter levels as a prerequisite. Everyone can take the weapon focus ability, which is pick a weapon, you get a plus one to attack rolls with it. Only people who are fighter level four or higher can take weapon specialization, which is pick a weapon, you get plus two to your damage rolls with that weapon. Yeah, and greater weapon specialization bumps that up to a plus four on every hit. Mm-hmm. There's something similar with shields, shield focus, and then there's shield specialization, where it adds the shield's bonus to your combat maneuver defense. And although this isn't specifically a fighter feat chain, there are the critical feats. Feats that modify the effect when you confirm a critical hit. The fighter is ripe to take all of those critical focus, impaling critical, blinding critical, bleeding critical. Basically abusing all these effects that allow them to do more things when they crit. Once you get up to higher level, you're you're putting the hurt on a lot more than a rogue can. Like, rogues get rogue tricks that'll let them slow people, let them blind people, things like that. And you can apply all of those on every crit. Who cares if the rogue can slow them when you can just kill them? <laughs> Death is the best form of crowd control. <laughs> And of course, you can sicken people if, you know, you don't have anything better to Some do that the round. constraints that we do find on such a flexible character is that uh, a lot of times you're going to, when you do pick your path, you're kind of stuck to it. Oh, I'm really good with the greatsword because I've got weapon focus, greatsword. I've got weapon specialization, greatsword. And then, you know, what happens when the GM gives me this awesome loot reward, but it's a longsword. Oh, well, thanks, but I've already got all these feats dedicated to it, and retraining is going to take us a lot of time. Maybe I can get to it in four levels or something. There are feats that are just for the fighter that kind of help broaden it out a little bit, like martial versatility and martial mastery, which kind of open it up to, oh, do you have weapon specialization, that weapon? Now it's to all weapons of that group, which takes the one constraint on them and tries to broaden it up a little bit for you. We had mentioned that's common for people to house rule, getting certain feats for free, like power attack deadly aim, precise shot. These help the fighter out a lot because they open up their feet slots 
for a lot of other things. Another common house rule I see is that instead of weapon focus and such working for a singular weapon, they also work in weapon groups automatically for the fighter, at least. We've been talking a lot about the core when we go over these uh, classes. We don't talk to, even with the races, we didn't talk too much about some of the additional products. But one of the big ones came in, Unchained, came Stamina, I think it was called. Really helpful for the fighter because a lot of the feats that a fighter is going to take have different things you can spend stamina on. If you are a little bored with your fighter, if it's too plain for you, which, by the way, you're a sinner if you say that, how dare you? Um, that's like the best part about the fighter. <laughs> then you can ask your GM, can we look into this? This might be helpful to give me a couple more dynamic options in battle, more than the five-foot step full round action. But for me, by the way, that is one of my favorite things about the fighter. Freaking for every... I, I believe... Paizo, listen up. I believe that there should be... <laughs> not yes. <you> <laughs> present company excluded <laughs> i believe that for every spell casting class except um, except for like sorcerer and wizard or things that are only spell casting you need to have an archetype that gets rid of it all right spell casting's complicated i give me my druid i don't want spell casting just focus on wild shape or something and if anyone mentions the shifter to me i swear all right i understand it's there my point is my point stands a lot of those things uh joking aside now hyperbole aside I get overwhelmed. I'm like, uh, I just don't uh, – picking spells is a lot of spells, especially I have a lot of books where I have to go through so many spells. And to see the fighter, it's always just, uh, oh, I'm relaxed. It's a fighter. I can wrap my head around a plus one, a plus two. Uh, <laughs> what's going to modify my attacks? Usually it's nothing more than you know flanking or high ground bonuses. That simplicity is a wave of relief for me, and it's one of the reasons I love the fighter. Um, maybe I'm just not the smartest person in the world, but I, I can wrap my hand around a sword and my head around how a fighter works. Their simplicity, to me, is a huge High point. That's fair. I think everybody knows that if you've got a new player in your group, you you hand them a fighter because the fighter has the most straightforward mechanics. When I ask my players, oh, so what's your fantasy? Uh, a fighter or uh, a wizard? Uh, a martial character or a caster? They, when they say wizard, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to work a lot with you here to help you understand how wizards work. When they say fighter, oh, <laughs> oh, oh Crystal, I'm with you. I just go, excellent. Here you go. You'll figure it out. <laughs> Here's a sorcerer. <laughs> That's fair. Sorcerer is your starter caster. You're going through with the wizards. Okay, you have to pick a favorite school. You, you just do, okay, now pick two schools you don't like. Transmutation, okay, that's the one where you can, like, buff yourself in Polymorph. None of that with the fighter. <laughs> Crystal, when we offered what class episode you should you would like to come on, you said, fighter, what calls to you about the fighter? I think we've gone over most of the highlights. They're super versatile. You've got more than enough feat selection to cap out any of the feat trees that you normally think, I'm never going to be able to get to this end feat. God, you can get to things like Medusa's Wrath by fifth level. What in the world is Medusa's Wrath? It already sounds amazing. <laughs> Or there's a fighter unarmed feet tree that basically lets you slow people down and then hit them harder while they're slow. It's yet another way to break the action economy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I really like about the fighter and that they make a lot of these choices that would normally be subpar are really unobtainable, just viable. They're now valid options. Something you can actually build a character around. This one weird feat that has like five prerequisites. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and you can usually get to that end point feat by 8th or 10th level and then pick a new tree to start working on. Or pick a new class. You don't need fire <laughs> levels anymore. <laughs> Leave oh. them behind. And I think people who haven't bought a lot of books, who are only kind of limiting their options to the core rule book, maybe the advanced player's guide, a few books like that. The finder is helpful because you can sort of get the quote unquote poor man's version of the XYZ. You don't necessarily have a gunslinger but there i'm sure you can find an archetype or even with that one you can get pretty good with crossbows that sort of thing you're, you're able to be very flexible with a limited amount of material i think because we're all trying to build our fantasy character and finding which class fits in it the fighter can be helpful for a lot of fantasies i think it's just such an iconic role in just about every fantasy literature or fantasy movie i mean conan is called the barbarian but how often do we see him rage versus like just be really good with swords He's not a huge armor guy. No, no, I guess he's not. And he does a lot of sneaking and climbing. I think he might be Conan the Rogue. He's got two levels in Rogue, two levels in Fighter. He's got two levels in Barbarian. Listen, he's, he's getting around. Oh, God, one of those. <laughs> I mean, we say it jokingly, but the Fighter is a really good class to dip into for one or two levels. You get two bonus feats. You get proficiency with all martial weapons. You get proficiency with all armors and shields. And especially in the core rulebook, this was a big deal because prestige classes often have had something like 
a certain amount of BAB or proficiency with all weapons as a prerequisite, and the fighter was your way to get into that. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Christian and I were just shopping for Father's Day gifts. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Pathfinder Academy, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Trailblazers? Trailblazers is an actual play podcast where you can see many of the concepts addressed in this show come to life. Season 2 of Trailblazers has been great so far, and I especially like that you can get into it without any prior knowledge of Season 1. It's definitely a fun adventure, especially if you like mysteries and a dash of cyberpunk with your fantasy. If high fantasy is more your style, then consider giving Season 1 a listen. You can find Trailblazers on iTunes. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen as well, so go to our site tblazer.net for a complete list of the ways that you can listen. So go ahead, grab some dice and join us. Alright Christian, what says I love you and totally didn't forget your holiday, and the fact that I remembered yours and not mom's in no way reflects upon how much more I love you than her? How about a mass-produced card with sentiments on it that you didn't write? Perfect! So, Christian, we always talk about favorite class bonuses. Are there any interesting ones of note? No, not really. Uh, okay. <laughs> there, there's strong ones, though. The vast majority of favorite class bonuses for fighter is there are two combat maneuvers, say trip and sunder. You get a plus one to your CMD against those two types of maneuvers every level, which is really strong. Adding plus one to your CMD every level basically reads you are immune to this type of combat maneuver. Human has the best one because they just straight up get to choose two maneuvers. And if you're going into higher levels, you're basically always going to pick grapple because most things when they bite you or when they tentacle you or whichever appendage they hit you with has the ability to grapple you. Uh, the only other one that's really different is orc. Orc gets a plus two to their constitution score for determining when they die, which is really hilarious if you pick a diehard build, which is the feat that lets you fight with negative health. <laughs> I made a joke build like this once, and I think the orc could survive till like, negative 30 or so <laughs> and still fight. The kobold gets a pretty good favorite class option. They basically get a little mini sneak attack. Oh, I didn't know that one. Let me look yeah. it up. Add plus one half two damage rolls the fighter makes with a weapon attack against an opponent he is flanking or an opponent that is denied its dexterity bonus. Oh, I didn't know that one. I need to make a kobold fighter now. Right? Kobold fighters are fun. Christian, are you really going to roll a small fighter after everything you've said on this podcast? Yeah, I am. A dex-based, <laughs> dexterity-based fighter, Caleb. <laughs> Don't just play a swashbuckler. That's the easy-cheesy route. I want to do the real thing. I want the real fighter. <laughs> Show me the real fighter. Perfection. <laughs> it's a kobold wearing a shader. <laughs> kobold in full plate. <laughs> So something we've alluded to throughout this is a lot of supplemental material. The fighter is a class that, because of its mechanic, gets a lot stronger when there's more feats introduced, when there's more alternate systems, when there's more archetypes that kind of hone it in to the thing you're trying to focus on. And we're not going to be able to talk about the fighter archetypes for a long, long time if honestly ever that will happen. So I wanted to take a minute to mention some of our favorite archetypes and our favorite supplemental material to use with the fighter. Well, for me, I want to talk about advanced armor training and advanced weapon training from the Armor Master's Handbook and Weapon Master Handbook. You get to sort of work with your weapon training and armor mastery and switch out the bonuses for different abilities. So let me give you a short one as an example. Critical deflection. While wearing armor or using a shield, the fighter gains a plus two bonus to his AC against attack rolls to, made to confirm a critical hit, and it increases as they level up. This allows us to have that more flexibility that we were talking about. Oh, yeah. If, if you're playing a fighter, you need to beg or bribe your GM into letting you use Armor Master's Handbook and the Weapon Master's Handbook. They are amazing. They open up so many options. If I recall correctly, the Weapon Master Handbook is the one that has that weird build where if you have a sword that has a certain school of enchantment on it, you can cast spells through it. And I think it uses your constitution modifier. I, I believe so. I don't have that book in front of me. <sighs> I've heard about it before. It's called the Iron Caster. Like if you have a sword and the sword has an enchantment on it that's transmutation, you can cast flying on yourself using your weapon. Nice. 
I remember these feats existing, but I don't remember any of the details. What are some things that some supplemental materials that you like? Supplemental materials I love. We already reviewed the stamina system from Pathfinder Unchained. Uh, have you ever used the stamina system? I have never actually gotten to use it in play. I am usually a GM, so it's rare ah. that I actually get to play with the new rules. Oh, GM never a player. Yeah. The mantra. <laughs> good at GMing. <laughs> Darn, I'm just too good at this thing. <laughs> I think two of my favorite uh, archetypes are a tactician from Ultimate Combat. It makes your fighter a little more, like, it takes away some of the options, but it gives you more spell feats, or more skill points. You you probably shouldn't take any fighter option that gives you spell feats. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it gives you more skill points, and it gives you, like, an initiative bonus, and it opens up your bonus feats so that you can take skill focus or teamwork feats in addition to combat feats. Mm-hmm. And then the Sensate, it gives you more skill points, and it takes care of that pesky, terrible, terrible will save that you have. Tactician was on my list as well. I really like the Tactician. I love bonuses to initiative checks. I love more skill points. They actually get the Tactician ability of the Cavalier, so they could share teamwork feats with everyone. So you got this guy who could pick feats every other level and can swap them out, there's a lot of really strong teamwork feats you can abuse with that. Oh yeah. Basically, you become a stand-in bard, except you can wear better armor and hit a lot harder than the bard. (laughs) Your flavor doesn't anger and confuse a lot of the player base. (laughs) One of my favorite archetypes for the fighter is the Eldritch Guardian. It's from the familiar folio, and it kind of shores up a lot of the things that we complained about the fighter. They get perception as a class skill. They also get spell craft and use magic device oh use magic devices handy instead of getting a bonus fee at level one they get a familiar which familiars are really useful in and of themselves but they also give you the alertness feat so it's kind of like giving up a bonus feat for the alertness feat so you're officially good at perception your familiar can get your combat feats which is kind of lame <laughs> i don't expect my familiar to go riding into combat anytime soon kung fu gecko <laughs> I give exotic weapon proficiency nunchuck. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Everyone knows only turtles can use them. But then it also replaces bravery with a plus one bonus to all mind affecting will saving throws. Isn't fear mind affecting? That's like, that's just like purely better, right? Yes. Against yeah, both, it's specifically against both fear and mind affecting effects. So it's a straight upgrade to bravery. I really like this option because we already have the fighter as this versatile martial person, but now he can dip into some wizardy stuff and it kind of cures the whole, I'm just a fighter, I swing my sword kind of thing. Plus he gets a parrot. Exactly. <laughs> you know what pirates have to do? They have to see really far and they need a parrot. <laughs> this is archetype could do. This is really the pirate archetype. Forget Corsair. Forget deep sea pirate. This is the pirate archetype. Give him a toad and name him Neville. Too deep a cut. Get it cut? Oh! <laughs> can I laugh at the cut part but not the Harry Potter reference? Uh, oh, oh. No. No, you cannot. No one tell my wife I didn't laugh at the Harry Potter joke. No, I- this is hurtful, man. I'm I'm starting to regret coming on here. <laughs> well, I'm surprised it took this long, if I'm to be honest. I thought immediately been like, oh, look, I'm busy. Oh, something came up. Look at that. <laughs> it's like, no, I thought we were here to have a good time and make fun of Jason Bowman. But no. <laughs> There's two f- these sort of obvious archetypes, the weapon master, the armor master. So you, you trade, obviously, one for the other. I don't have to explain that to you. You're smart people. I understand <laughs> you. My listeners are not three-year-olds. But uh, I want to talk about an archetype I picked. It was very one-trick pony, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. And that was the, the two-handed fighter, which, by the way, there's also a two-weapon fighter. And I picked, you know, the great sword, and I just took feet after feet that had to do with my my great sword you know weapon focus greater weapon focus weapon specialization and then you know power attack i took feats that power attack as a prerequisite in the end i'm doing at level eight 3d6 plus 23 plus four the attack bonus is plus 20 and plus 12 it's just when when you when you one trick pony you are good at least at that one trick that was i'm sorry that wasn't with the great sword that was with the chainsaw just get rid of a d6 for the greatsword. I don't know. I, again, that's speaking to Caleb's low intelligence. I suppose I'm picking a simple archetype that's just like, yeah, get rid of everything. You're just good with one weapon. And I'm like, oh, that sounds good to <laughs> well, me. That's the beauty of the fighter archetypes. Sometimes you're like, well, I'm going to pick bow as my favorite weapon at level five. You know, at level nine, when I had to pick another group, I just want to pick bows again. Okay, we'll pick the archer. 
archetype for fighter and just you know focus solely on bows all right let's talk about the crossbow archetype <laughs> there's there's a crossbower archetype i always want crossbows to work in pathfinder they don't outside of the gunslinger archetype bolt ace yeah and it's i always want crossbows to work like they work in dragon age 2 and it just never happens what do they do in Dragon Age 2? Oh, in Dragon Age 2, one of your companions is a dwarf with, like, this custom tricked-out crossbow that, you know, he can fire, like, cones of bolts out of it, or, like, fire up in the air and bolts rain down in a circle, or, like, he can fire a bolt that'll pierce, like, three guys in a line. Well, you can't do that with this archetype. No. <laughs> I wish you could. Well, bows, before you get into it, so, so listeners know, bows pretty much have the role of helping low-level characters have a ranged option. And they become quickly irrelevant, in my experience. Immediately irrelevant. <laughs> with this archetype where you take a prepared action with a crossbow to shoot somebody, you add half of your dexterity modifier to damage. It's incredibly niche. It's highly specific. It destroys your action economy. I need to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> that took a turn. I... <sighs> it's the worst <laughs> thing. I hate it. I'm doing it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick the double crossbow. I'm going to have full round reload actions. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I'm going to figure it out. It's going to be dumb and I'm going to love it. Christian, are you suggesting that you can play things that are not tweaked and min-maxed to all heck? Are you saying you can just do things because they're fun? I can do, so I can do that, but I have to optimize the build. It could be a bad build, but I will play it as <laughs> optimal as it can be. I've it's optimized. most optimal is terrible, but it's going to be optimized. <laughs> Oh, oh no, I just, they, they get a bonus on sniping, which gives them like a bonus equal to half your fighter level on stealth checks, but there fighters don't have stealth as a class skill. I'm sure there's like some 50,000 gold item that'll give me a plus four bonus or something. <laughs> just get it as a class skill as a trait, be a halfling, take the alternate racial trait that gives you a bonus to sniping. There we go. <laughs> Bill. You know, I think that's something that we haven't really talked about. We should probably also mention quickly is that because you're so focused on weapon and armor, there is a breadth of options to enchant and enhance weapon and armor and make them out mm -hmm. of different materials that maybe other classes aren't as interested in. That gives you more choices. Choices are always interesting in games like this. My absolute favorite supplemental material to combine with the fighter is variant multi-classing. Ah. That's For those that, that happened in Unchained, right? Yes. It came in Unchained and it's like you pick a second class and every other feat you lose, but you get some weaker versions of another class's ability. So you pick Bard as your second class. Instead of the feat at level three, you get a uh, Bardic Knowledge. And then instead of your feat at level seven, you get a weak Bardic Performance. Know who has a surplus of feats that they'd like to do anything else with? The Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> know who's starving for class skills with flavor and substance the fighter ah. i think vmc wizard is like my standard fighter build from this point forward i really can't build a fighter without variant multi-classing anymore i i have no experience with variant multi-class i i've never used it either because outside of fighters it's really bad <laughs> christian tell us how you really feel i already talked about it. i've had this rant already when we did the untrained <laughs> book or excuse me the advanced class book so all this conversation, what are our final thoughts on the fighter? Christian, why don't we start with you? I really like the fighter. I've said many times I am a fan of a canvas race or a canvas class in this instance. The fighter allows me to build my own character. I am not confined by the restraints of what the class tells me my flavor is. I can tell the fighter what I think it should be. I love nitpicking rules. I love finding weird builds. That's like what I do exclusively. I thought you were going to say I love telling things what they people what they should be. <laughs> I love telling other people what they should and shouldn't pick. I <laughs> will destroy your build. I'm a rules lawyer. But no, Fighter uh, kind of scratches the itch of I know all these obscure rules sometimes and sometimes I want to make something real dumb and really test my, the constraints of my knowledge. And Fighter lets me do that while also building a character from the ground up. And I also like full round actions a lot. <laughs> they make me feel happy when I roll that many dice and it says you hit, you hit, you hit. Fighter is, even with everything else that's released that are considered mechanically superior, Fighter is still one of my favorite options. It's incredibly flexible. You can build it into whatever you want it to be. It's like getting a big Lego multi-pack that has a bunch of different pieces instead of one of the Lego like predetermined kits that you have to build according to the instructions. And maybe you can come up with one or two other interesting use
excuses for the very weirdly specifically shaped parts. That's uh, the perfect analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to build the, the Death Star, okay? I want to build this dumb thing I put together myself. It's better because <laughs> it's mine. Exactly. And... The fighter's got some obvious weak points that you have to consciously try to shore up or be okay with being weak in that area. At some point, you probably want to take Iron Will and improved Iron Will and a magic item that ups your will saves just because that is one of your big weak points. And you're probably going to want to invest a couple of your feats into skill bonus feats to help cover for your really low amount of skill points. But I mean, if you know what you're doing going in, that it is a super flexible class that you can use to just utterly break the system in fun ways. For me, as I said, the, the fighter, it was my favorite class for a long time. It's my second favorite class. Uh, <laughs> I think archetypes are, are great for it, given that some of its things are like on the precipice of good. There's like a it's like, oh, you're just one step away from being awesome. And so the archetypes, when they replace something, they tend to bring it up to that sort of power level. Uh, I won't repeat what everyone was saying about flexibility. I think you're all correct about that. Certainly the simplicity of it makes it a delight to play. And when I'm just like getting bogged down, I'm trying to create a wizard and it's just too stressful. You know what? I'll spend some time making a fighter instead. And each one I make is different. New builds, new ideas. I can let, I can make it reflect so many different things. Fighter for me is is always a, a class that I go back to. I'm trying to play right now every class and every race. And sometimes I'm just like, maybe I should quit this and just keep doing the ones I love. Why don't I just build nine fighters? Because that's what's really making me happy right now. Keep making nine <laughs> fighters and nine kineticists and giving my GM's nightmares because I'm playing another kineticist. <laughs> now, I'm right there with you. The kineticist is a fun class. I don't think it gets mm -hmm. enough credit. Mm-hmm. And it's got... It, Unfortunately, it's it's um, it takes up a lot of space to give it new options. But when uh, they do choose to give it that space, you're always getting a lot of cool things. Because so you're getting a whole new element. You get all it's a lot of content that comes with that. But we're not talking about the kinesis. But they're awesome. But you're right. <laughs> he almost got Caleb off on a tangent. He will go on about the kinesis. <laughs> you're lucky we already did our kinesis episode. Otherwise, I would uh, I would have made <laughs> you come back for that one. Um, I could tell but everybody about my geokineticist that makes crystals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Does that have something to do with anything you're interested in? I don't understand the rest. <laughs> in Starfinder, I've only played a, little, a very little bit of it, but when I was reading through The Soldier, I was very interested in that class for similar reasons. And I thought, wow, they really nailed this where you pick your route, you pick your fighting style or whatever they call it. I, I forget exactly what it's called. Fighting style. And you're right. Fighting style. Heavy weapons, whatever you pick. I'm like, mm -hmm. that's what the fighter needs. If they oh. could remake the fighter, do an unchained fighter, they would do it that way. And when I started kind of, you know, writing down like my, my own little rough draft of it, I, I stopped. I'm like, that's the, the fighter is that except without the limitation. You get to pick what your <laughs> thing is with all the feats and with all your items and all that stuff. The fighter's kind of already that. It's hard to say how exactly you want to improve the fighter without being super specific. That's the strength of the fighter to be able to to let you improve it the way you want. But I'm repeating myself, I'm saying the same thing nine times. I like the fire. <laughs> I like to fight things. I don't want to. I don't want to adjust my ability scores, barbarian. All right, I don't need temporary <laughs> HP, barbarian. Temporary hit points. They're the silent killer. <laughs> Did you have any hand in the soldier? And Starfinder Crystal? I did not. My contributions, they, they kind of kept that very tight within the Starfinder team. My contributions were mostly in naming things and some contributions to the Alien Archive. All right. So, so like, that... the Solarian was my name, and I'm the one who said we needed to include Ratfolk because every science fiction game needs, like, small semi-adorable furry player options. Space furries, yes. The game needed space furries. <laughs> I need to be Rocky Raccoon. Or as as I saw when I was cleaning the school earlier today, uh, what was it? Missile Mouse. No one's being fooled, <laughs> children's books. <laughs> so is, Wait, so Crystal, what is the correct way to pronounce Yasoki? Yasoki. Yasoki, okay. That's how we do it in-house, at least. It is, I will remind everybody, a completely made-up word that has no actual correct pronunciation. <laughs> um, incorrect. This is the internet. There is a correct way, and it's my way. Yowsky. Josh. That's how I pronounce it's... it. <laughs> Look like you know, Josh is. Up until I got hired at Paizo, I was pronouncing it Varesia and Varesian. You know, like Par or Parisian and Paris. Is that not correct? That's not correct. It's you pronounce oh. the S phonetically. So it's Varicia and Varicians. Oh no. <laughs> I think you've been embarrassing yourself. <laughs> Quick, we have to delete the episode. No one can know. 
<laughs> the only thing I've ever used from Pathfinder that is their sort of contents and names, aside from the gods, is uh, is Aslanti. So I guess that's the only thing I'm concerned I'm saying, right? Oh, no. Oh, that's not how you pronounce it at all. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being on, Crystal. Uh, I think we'll have a good time. <laughs> how are you supposed to say it? Oh, I don't want to embarrass you here in front of all your listeners. Oh, please. It's, <laughs> you obviously haven't listened to our podcast, if you think that's a concern. <laughs> What, uh, how, do you know how to say it? No, that's how you, it, it's pronounced George. Aha! <laughs> that was my second guess. Yeah, the A, Z, L, N, and T are all silent. <laughs> <laughs> all the consonants are just silent. A-I-E. The iconic fighter Valoros is one of my favorite iconic characters. He's kind of charming, he solves his problems with drinking and smashing, and I can really get behind that. But why is his build so bad? Why is he using two different swords? Because he had to match the art, and the art had two different swords. <laughs> the art came before the character sheet? The art came before the character sheet. No! We basically told Wayne, draw us 11 cool characters, and then we built the characters around them. <laughs> and then we began designing Pathfinder First Edition around those pictures. <laughs> What's this look like? What would you call that guy? So that was The Fighter. Crystal, thank you so much for being on. Oh, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, where can people find more of you, or do you have anything that you want to promote or shout out to? Well, they can find me on Twitter. I'm Amazon Chic, spelled C-H-I-Q-U-E. But you can just search for my name, Crystal Frazier, and you'll either find me or the wedding planner or the semi-famous soccer player. We're all cool. You should follow us all. Just finished, well, I guess two months ago, the World of Lazarus campaign setting for uh, Green Ronin Publishing, which if you've read any of Greg Rucka's Lazarus comics, it is a an age system adaptation of that world. And if you haven't read any of Greg Rucka's Lazarus comics, I highly recommend them because they are thought-provoking and dire and emotional and very violent. <laughs> and we're also in the middle of releasing the War for the Crown Adventure Path, which is kind of my baby over at Paizo.com. So yeah, give both of those a check. Is that the one you're uh, running for the guys in No Direction? Uh, yes, that's what I'm running over on Adventurous. Cool. I thought either you were very familiar with it or you must have had a hand in it the way you were jamming <laughs> so well. Yeah, I, the running an AP is basically like being a, a showrunner. So kind of a director and then you direct your writers and actors to do what you want them to. And sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't listen in really amusing and entertaining ways. This is why I've always done homebrew, because my players always take things out of left field, and it's just like, why did I buy the book? Throw it in the trash. <laughs> well, no, Ben, that's when you just buy the first volume of The Adventure Path. <laughs> that's why they're split up. They Listen, Paizo knows what it's doing. <laughs> it knows what's going to happen. That's why there's several books. I think the funniest joke so far on this podcast has been Paizo knows what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we are... We are desperately running at full speed in the dark, and so far it's turned out well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to see what uh, 2.0 brings. We're excited to look dig into that and uh, get our hands on it. Oh, right. Yeah, I guess we're out of time now, so I don't get to tell you all about 2.0. Anyway, have a good night, everybody. Uh, <laughs> sorry, listeners. <laughs> thank you again, Crystal, and thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great RPG podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? Email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. This episode was edited by Devin Tonnell. This is Johan Martins. Thanks for listening. Catfolk, when they come into to Starfinder? Oh, God, officially? I don't know. Like I said, Starfinder keeps that stuff tight within the team. I just want to say that I have access to your PayPal. You're going to find that there's been an interesting <laughs> transfer of funds, and I think you know what to do with that. Oh, well, in that case, uh, I think you'll be seeing Catfolk in the next six months. Oh, excellent. Good to know. Good to <laughs> know. What would you call them? Uh, well, D&D told, or took to Braxy. We have a racial name for them somewhere. Filthy furries. <laughs> no, the problem with catfolk is they can't get very far from their home city on Galarian, because reasons. Does that have something to do with the death of Aridin? <laughs> <laughs>
No, for once, something <laughs> in Pathfinder doesn't connect to the death of Aridin. <laughs> no, but it's it's related to why catfolk have like vastly different appearances and like why they don't let anybody into their home city and things like that. You didn't figure this one out yet, Caleb? <laughs> uh, no, because I don't. I, for as much as I care about catfolk, I, I don't care about uh, Paizo lore. Oh, that's fair. So so the most I've learned was that they're from somewhere south off the map, and we'll get there one day, and then all of a sudden 2.0 is coming out. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of. I think a lot of the stuff we've been building for Catfolk, canon-wise, is probably going to get scrapped in second edition. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, I, I <laughs> hey, for, for, for the homebrewer like me, I'm just happy they exist. That's all I need. Oh, good. <laughs> I like them, too. You know what? I fawn over Tengu, so... Tengu are cool? Yeah, I assume at this point everyone thinks I'm a feathery. A fe- <laughs> we have Listen, there's lingo and we have to sort it out. All right? <laughs> the, fur, the furry feathery wars were too brutal. We can never have it happen again. 